think I'm the only bass player in Sweden that doesn't have uh, any tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the seventh episode of Read It Right with Shubh Das Gupta. Today we have a special guest all the way from Sweden. Uh, metal legends, Hellbound are here guys, so it's a big deal. It's really a big deal for us. These are legit legends with us, uh, sharing their time and uh, vibe with us. So without any further ado, let's get started with the questions. Hello guys, how are you feeling? Hey, we're doing good. How are the responses to Overlord? Yeah. Well, it's uh, been quite good, I think. I mean, uh, we got a, a lot of people that uh, contacting us right. uh, and say, say it, they, they like it. Right. Right, right, right. So, and uh, unfortunately, we have this pandemic, you know, yeah. so we can't have been out playing as much that, that we have been done uh, elsewhere. Yeah. Otherwise. Yeah. So uh, I'll start right at the beginning. I mean, uh, 2012, you released your debut album, Through Hell and Muddy Waters. You made your live debut at the International Metal Festival, House of Metal Festival. In your, in your hometown of Omiya. And then what happened? Uh, eight years later, you released your second album. What happened? What took you so long? Yeah. Mika can explain some of it. Okay. Uh, our, our main guitar player, uh, Nils, left the band because yeah. of personal reasons. Right. Uh, and uh, we didn't have no rush to start it up again. We didn't know if we were going to be able to continue without him right uh, but we had some uh, people nagging on us to to keep going without him and uh, after a while we, we thought why not and uh, started to recruit uh, guitar, get another guitar player and we found Henrik uh, uh, but we think we, we felt that we needed two guitar players for adding some more dynamics and heaviness to the to the sound uh, then we started to work on new material and we didn't really know what direction we were going uh, so so it took a while and then life came in the way sometimes and i had two kids uh, during the writing process and that took a lot of time and we had some uh, friends uh, that died under the same period and so it was a lot of uh, both the good times and bad times that came in the way for and, and as i said we didn't have any hurries we just wanted to be right to to do a a better album than we did the first time right so we we didn't feel no rush to Right, 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 right. So in 2013, uh, when, 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 you know, after shortly after playing in uh, Umiya Music Festival and shortly after releasing your first album, uh, so Nils suddenly left the band and he said the reason was like a lack of inspiration. And I think uh, the newer members were not there, but you were there when this incident happened, when he left the band. And uh, so, yeah. so could you could you walk us through that period? What was it like? And uh, 
why did you feel that there was a lack of inspiration i mean you guys had a wonderful debut album i think he would be have to to answer that question himself but I, but i can say that i was really bummed out by it and uh, it, it took a while for me to to find the 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 passion to to continue to do this we, we i felt that i didn't see it coming and i felt that we had we had everything going for us and well he didn't feel the same so so uh, but but i i can't speak for him yeah yeah of course i i just uh, mean to understand uh, your, your side of the story and that's fair enough uh, so 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 moving on i mean um so from there on uh, of course you played a pivotal role in building a new band all together and uh, today i think uh, so many years later 2021 uh, overlords is i think a better album in, in in many aspects than your first album when we compare it that way and i think that's a great job done and uh, but do you think that the sound of the album that the sound of hellbound has evolved in any manner in this entire process of 7 to 8 years in building a new band yes i think it has evolved i think the 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 core is still there from the from the first album but i think uh, i mean we have become a, a heavier band the both both of the guitar players both henrik and matthias come from a thrash metal background and i i think it shows in in the music it has become yeah. more harsh and a bit heavier yeah I think uh, visually Overlords is very interesting. So, so, so whoever has done the uh, creative direction of the video, so that that is really good. So, who's responsible for that look? Especially Overlords, uh, the, the the title Overlords. I think it's me. Yeah, the visual effects and the ideas, it's all me, Gus. Great. Yeah, I think I have a huge part in in. Great. In directing, I, I think I, that started already with Nils. We started yeah. with the cowboy hats and the the kind of grindhouse uh, aesthetic. Yeah, and uh, so you know, coming back to you, Nicholas. Uh, so, which yeah. year specifically did you join the band? I think it was uh, maybe late uh, 2011 or early 2012, because yeah. uh, the Guys, uh, Nick and Nils, that had already recorded, re they were recording the album, uh, and they, they contacted me, and I listened to some of the material, and I thought, wow, this is really cool stuff. And I think we had a band meeting, a band party late 2011, and then we had this uh, show uh, in our hometown. Uh, hometown. Uh, at House of Metal, so I started to prepare for that. Uh, so I was listening to the uh, the bass lines because it was Nils, I think, that recorded the bass on the first album. Yeah. So I was, you know, sitting down and and listening to the bass lines and, and uh, picking them out, and then we started to uh, have some rehearsing with the band rehearsals and. Uh, yeah, so early 2012, I felt we became a band together. Right, yeah, right. 
Yeah, the, the first year it was only me and Nils. There was, it was uh, us two that recorded the album. Right, right. And then we met Niklas. Yeah. And uh, we also uh, a friend of Nils called Thomas Olsson that played the drums for the first album. He was from Stockholm, so it didn't quite work out in the long run, but he was our drummer for the first first show. Okay. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so, so one of the very uh, creative descriptions of the sound of uh, Hellbound that I read is uh, that they call you the bastard child of Rob Zombie and Dolly Parton. So, what do you have to say about that? <laughs> Nika, I leave it to you. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I, I read it somewhere and I told the record label and they, they went with it. So, I can't tell where it comes from. Yeah. So, yeah, of course, over the years, there has been a lot of evolution in the sound. And I think, uh, finally, do you think, would you say that you are uh, finally settling in on a particular sound that is uniquely hellbound? And if so, then how would you describe that particular sound? I don't think we will ever stop and feel comfortable. I think we have found a pretty decent uh, backbone to it, but we will always try to evolve and uh, try try new stuff and work with other people. And uh, so we we don't get stuck. I think we have a lot of places we take inspiration from, and uh, you never know what the next album is going to sound like. I, I think it will sound like Hellbound, but you never know what new elements that we put into. It. But, but please don't make us wait for ten, uh, another eight years. No. <laughs> We're, work We're working on some new material uh, right now. And we have uh, yeah. quite many songs that we're working on. So hopefully we don't have to wait uh, eight more years. Oh, that's great. So uh, coming back to Overlords, I think uh, not just in the posters, but also in the elements used in the video, there is a very distinct uh, influence of certain movies in uh, Hellbound, you know. For example, I think Hellraiser is there and uh, more. Uh, so, uh, you know, how, how, how do you think that uh, came into it? Was it very deliberate or was it because you guys really liked those elements and uh, you internalized it and so it became part of your uh, persona, uh, you would say? Yeah, I think it's a part of the DNA that it, that is album we started with it on the first album and it felt like uh, there's not many swedish bands that that do that do that and we felt that that's a kind of a, a part of the dna of the band and the sound right so uh, i think when you guys first time came around uh, 2011 12 uh, that was a very different space altogether and now i think so many years later you can say that uh, the world of digital is disrupting the entire music scene. You know, there is Spotify, there was SoundCloud, which is kind of now fallen back, but there is Spotify now majorly. So how is Hellbound using those digital uh, outreach to, for example, I'm sitting in India uh, and you in Sweden, but I've been a listener for so many years. And uh, so how, how do you plan to use that digital push uh, going ahead? 
Well, for the music, I mean, we have Spotify and Tidal and stuff like that, and and that's great because it is a compliment to to the, the music albums. Uh, but I mean, we're now working quite a lot at uh, Instagram and Facebook, just to reach uh, new new fans and, and new audience to build up. Uh, I think so when this pandemic is over and we can come out and play, uh, we have built up new, uh, an interest of the band. So I think that's how we're working on some digital uh, platforms. Uh, and I mean, and YouTube, we have another uh, yeah. cool uh, music video coming up uh, this Monday, uh, the 12th oh, of April. What is it yes, we were working on... Uh, Quite, uh, you know, we want to do a lot of uh, videos uh, for YouTube and stuff like that. So I think we're working like that for uh, until we can uh, see or the audience, you know, live. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, so, so I, I want to start with both of you. This is a question that uh, both of you uh, can answer, like one by one. And uh, so, so uh, can you start with your musical journey? Uh, right from childhood or whenever you started your musical journey and then uh, can you also talk a little about your inspirations and how that has shaped in you into the musical person that you are right now? Okay, I can start. Uh, I mean, I have always listened to music since I were maybe four or five, six years. I remember my parents didn't play any in instrument, but there were a lot of records at home, die straights, Rod Stewart, Credence, uh, stuff like that. But the first heavy music that I really enjoyed was Alice Cooper, his uh, album Raise Your Fist and Yell, maybe in 87. And that really took me. I mean, it was the heaviest I ever heard. And from that, I was really interested in, in music. And from that, you know, Halloween and stuff like that. In my teens, I start to play the bass, uh, the bass guitar, and had a couple of bands in school. And uh, from that, from there, I have uh, I think five or six different bands from early uh, two thousand to today. Uh, and I have been playing. You know, progressive rock, uh, metal, doom metal, uh, hardcore. Really so, you know, that shows you yeah, the whole. Yeah. yeah. So, my, my biggest inspiration for me, not, not necessarily in, in, in Hellbound as a bass player, but for me personal, it's, you know, the guys like Geddy Lee of Rush, uh, Geezer Butler, Black Sabbath, Chris Squire from Yes. Uh, yeah, uh, those kind of bass players. So I think that's my inspirations. Uh, and I, I mean, Alice Cooper is one of my, you know, top five artists. If I have to choose five records on an island to spend the rest of my life, I think I have a couple of Cooper albums with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about you, Michael? <clears throat> uh, the first album I bought 
was uh, Ride the Lightning with Metallica. Then I was maybe seven years old. I heard it from a friend in school and I thought it, it changed my life. And I nagged my parents to buy it for me. But uh, <clears throat> they didn't like that kind of music, so I wasn't allowed to play it when they were home. Uh, so I started skipping school to go home and listen to the to, to the CD I own. <clears throat> then it kind of just went from there. I was really into uh, <clears throat> the alternative rock scene in the 90s with bands like Ministry and Alice in Chains and Nirvana and bands like that. Also White Zombie and Pantera and Metallica has always been there like back in the day and <clears throat> uh, started playing music when I was like 12. I, I got my first guitar. No, I was 10. <clears throat> Played in some bands in school. <clears throat> uh, that same school band evolved to a band called Scumkill that I played in like 10, 12 years maybe. Uh, it was kind of a sludge band with my school school friends. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, when, when Scumkill kind of was at their peak, I started this band with Nils. So I haven't been in that many bands, but I have been in them for a long time. So I'm pretty loyal to, to, hey. to my bands. Hey. <clears throat> Michael, how, how many tattoos do you have right now? I don't know. Lost count. Heck. Yeah. So which was the last one that you got? This one. Oh, that really looks good. Cool. <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas, you don't I imagine you don't have any tattoos, Nicholas. I have none actually. <laughs> I think I'm the only bass player in Sweden that doesn't have uh, any tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> great, 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 great. So uh, the, there, there was a very distinct use of uh, banjo uh, in rock. I mean, uh, in, in, in your previous album. Uh, so could you, could you walk us through how you came upon that brilliant idea? Because it sounds very good. And... Uh, uh, like, what sort of experimentation did you have to do to arrive at that kind of an arrangement, musically speaking? It started like a, a, just an experiment, and then we came up with the song Blood Preacher. Uh, I borrowed, I, I got a banjo for Christmas that year before we started the band, me and Nils, and uh, just playing around with it when he was writing songs and then he just took it from me and started to the day after that he had this main riff for the blood preacher song yeah and we, we also have banjo on the track of overlords the yeah. title track and i feel it's, it's it's an instrument that really works well with our music we won't like overuse it but when it fits and it, it fits, and uh, I think uh, we also have some trumpets on the yeah on the overload yeah 
I think the personally speaking for me, I mean, other listeners may feel otherwise. The banjo brings a very country kind of a feel uh, uh, to rock, which yeah. is very refreshing and unique, uh, I think, as a sound, so to speak. Yeah, it does. And I think it works really, really well with our kind of like stompy heavy metal. Yeah. And it is a lot of country influences in the in the songs as well. So it works really well. Yeah. So uh, could you walk your fans through uh, your creative process as individuals and also as a band? Uh, uh, for example, when you're thinking of a new song, when you're thinking uh, of a new sound, how, how do you arrive upon it? How do you iterate and uh, do changes here and there and finally? develop that sound so individually also you can answer that and also as a band because that requires a lot of collaboration i imagine uh, yeah i think the early days it was more uh, nils and and mika uh, as two individuals uh, but i mean for the latest album overlord uh, our guitar players uh, Henke, also henrik and matthias uh, they have a lot of ideas and sometimes they come with maybe one or two riffs uh, and sometimes they have more or less a, a whole song. And uh, before the pandemic, we, we met every every week and testing these uh, ideas together as uh, as a band. Uh, and sometimes we throw something or throw away something and maybe something uh, involved in in the rehearsing room. But uh, as I see it. It could be a great riff or a great, uh, some great melodics or stuff. But if Mika doesn't have, you know, that, the chorus, that's the most important for uh, our songs. So it could be a great song, but if we don't have that chorus with our really great vocals, well, we go to the other song. Uh, but often Mika has really good uh, vocal skills i think uh, that's what were one of the things that i joined the band because i really like his kind of voice uh, so and uh, for for this song to the overlords i haven't uh, been written uh, i haven't write that much uh, to this album i just play the bass and you know involving some bass lines and stuff like that but it's mostly our guitar players and Mika because Mika has to have the, he has the lyrics and the mel melodic of the. And, and who writes uh, most of the lyrics? I write all the lyrics. Right. Uh, and uh, it's like Niklas says, it's all, most often uh, the guitar players that come up with a riff or a like an embryo of a song and or a whole song maybe and uh, uh, then I often take it home and I try to find out uh, if there's a I pretty fast get a feeling that it's gonna work or it's not gonna work if it's not gonna work and if I don't get that feeling I I won't touch it but when I have I hear what I want to hear and uh, then I work on that song and uh, not only on the lyrics, but uh, also on the like uh, vocal arrangements and uh, like movie samples and uh, like uh, 
this could have a banjo in it and much of the like the, the stuff around the main riff and the, the more like yeah. the, you know, would say yeah. yeah I mean you you have also you know ideas for uh, you know who can sing a choir or some uh, stem song what call stem like I mean so different layers of vocals yeah uh, so Mika has has that in his head as well so he present uh, to us to the band right right, right. so um, I also take contact I took contact with Ralph Sheepers of Primal Fear for this album uh, I also like I also like to to work with a lot of different people and I think on the next album or two, we will also continue to have guest appearances and uh, stuff like that. So I, I try to find out what voice could fit to what song, and uh, then just try to make contact with that person and see if right. I can make it happen. Right, right, right. So, so you guys are hardcore uh, metal. You guys are hardcore rock, and uh, so. Uh, what do you think of this new genre of music that is uh, evolving and also evolving in Sweden in a big way? It's called uh, post rock. So have you had a, have you had a listen? And what do you think of it? I'm not really that uh, right. I have a very hard time finding new bands. I almost only listen to the bands I listened to when I was like 10 to 25 years old. Right. It's still the same. So the last band that I felt I, I, I really enjoyed is the Ghost. Okay. They had something new. Reminded me of the feelings I had when I was a kid. But yeah. I really I know what post-rock is at all. Niklas maybe knows that stuff, but I, I don't. So, Nicholas, any ideas? Uh, I have to say, I'm quite bad also to to find new music. Right. Uh, I have a friend of mine who he, he tries to do some some Spotify list and send to me, so I can uh, look into new bands. But I'm I'm quite bad. I, uh, bands that I think it's new maybe it's 10 15 years you know <laughs> old <laughs> <laughs> right 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 so uh, uh, do you do all of you do your music full time or uh, is it your full time profession or do you do something else on the side as well we all have daytime jobs so uh, yeah. we don't uh, we, we can't live on our music for, for now <laughs> So, so what is your daytime uh, job? I'm a teacher. Uh, I'm a preschool teacher. Okay. Uh, and and I work uh, for the teachers' union as well. Okay. Um, Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm a. I don't know what it's called in English, but uh, I I make. Uh, I work at Komatsu Forest. It's a Japanese company company that makes forestry machines and uh, okay. make the, the cloth. Okay, okay. 
So are you an engineer? What? Are you an engineer by profession? Engineer? Engineer? Yeah, maybe. That's what it's called, maybe. But yeah. I don't have a degree. But I, I have worked with it for a long time. So. Okay, okay. So uh, this next album that you say you're working on, so uh, realistically speaking, I mean, there's a pandemic and there's a lot of, uh, you know, restrictions. So realistically speaking, when can we see even the first look of that and when can we expect the full album? That really depends on when we can start meeting each other again. We haven't been in the same room for like uh, six months. Uh, but we have started, uh, we have recorded some guitars and uh, we were supposed, we are supposed to start recording some drums maybe in the next few weeks. Uh, so hopefully next year, early next year, maybe. Okay. After that, if, if we get the vaccine in our arms, it will go faster. But Sweden is kind of slow on the vaccine part. Right. Right, right, right. So it was it was really good talking to you guys, and I was I was just wondering if uh, you can play something for your fans, and uh, if not, even then it's fine, it's okay. And it's hard to play. For... Well, I have a couple of bases here. If you, yeah, I can see them. In... Oh, okay. Yeah, Maybe I can play a few notes, maybe. Yeah. We'll see if you hear something. I have to fire this up. Something like that. That's really good. <laughs> Something like that. It's a new it? uh, tune I'm uh, working on. <laughs> oh, I don't know what it. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, wait, I have to close this. Yeah, yeah, sure. So. That, that, that was really great and very kind of you to give your audience something to end this interview. And uh, guys, I want to wish you all the best for all your upcoming uh, musical efforts. Uh, let's wish that this COVID pandemic uh, does not slow you down enough and you can release your next album very soon so that your fans don't have to wait as long. And uh, on that note, thank you so much. Thank you for giving time and your energy today. Thank you so much. I'm really grateful for you. We want to thank, thank you. you. Nice talking to you. Thank you. And, yeah, and all the luck to you. Good luck to you as well. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.